I'm Kristen. And I'm Serena. And this is Oi with the Coffee Already. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 26, where we talk about Black Hawk Down. Well, not woohoo. Sorry. I didn't mean it. It is is a a good movie. (laughs) It is good. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, yay, because so we're on episode 26. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear that. Do you know that I think next week, our episode next week, should be our halfway point of doing six months total? Wow. It's I like... believe so. I think my math is right, unless it's this week. It might be this week. I don't think my math is very good. <laughs> I know my math weeks, is not so good. I suppose it would be this week. <laughs> this is our halfway point. Never mind, ignore my first statement. <laughs> We're gonna Yay. woohoo because it's our half six month mark. There you so go. There's our woohoo. For six <laughs> there it is. Yes. Um, but it is a good movie. It is this good. is a really good movie. Yes. Uh, it was released in 2001, mm-hmm. and it was directed by Ridley Scott, who we all know also as the director of Gladiator, Robin Hood, The Martian, and GI Jane, among many other blockbusters that we have all heard. The Martian. Um, I love I the forgot Martian. he did The Martian. Oh, I love The Martian. Me too. It's so good. It is so good. The book is also super good. If Ooh, you've read the book, no, it's I have really not. It's a little more technical, uh-huh. but it's still good. But I like that. So. Anyways. <laughs> I do too. All right. So this movie was based off the book of the same name, and it was written by Mark Bowden, and he is a journalist and writer. Uh, he is a correspondent for The Atlantic currently. Interesting. Uh, so he heard about the story, and I think, and it was a collective, like, he talked to people who were there and collected it and created a book out of it. Yeah, um, that's cool. So, and I did start reading some of the book. Um, I have not finished the book, but what's interesting is I'm wondering, like, what he did to get information, because there's certain viewpoints from those who are Somalian mm-hmm. and were on the ground. So I'm curious as to, like how he really did it. I probably should have looked into that more, but um but there was some viewpoints from the Somalians that was kind of interesting. Oh that's interesting. So, that's good though. You yeah. kinda wanna get especially when you have like if you're able to get all sides, like that's interesting. Right. You wanna see not just from, you know, like an American standpoint, if you will. You know, you wanna see yeah. all sides or at least try to. So, and especially those For that sure. are on the ground. Because I mean, yeah, I don't know about you, but I, I, I tend to believe those that have actually been there more than right. just <laughs> those first-hand yeah, accounts. They call that those first-hand accounts. Those are important. <laughs> yes, they are. So I'm gonna jump into it. We have a huge cast yes, list. So I'm going to jump into it, and first and foremost, we got Josh Josh Hartnett, the 1990s heartthrob that has <laughs> disappeared. Uh, anyways, really? he plays Eversman. <laughs> um, he's also in Pearl Harbor, Penny Dreadful, which I think is one of his more recent ones. Oh, okay. Uh, o and Here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor plays Grimes, and he's also in Moulin Rouge, Big Fish, Train Spotting, and the most recent Beauty and the Beast. Um, he's He's the voice of Lumiere with his terrible French accent that even he says is terrible. <laughs> right. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know why they let me do it. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um, Tom Sizemore plays McKnight. He's also in Saving Private Ryan, which will be next week. Yes. Uh, Enemy of the State and Heat. 
Eric Bana plays Hoot, and he's also in Troy, Munich, Lone Survivor, the other Bolin girl in Star Trek. I love Eric I love Bana. Eric Bana. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just said the same thing. <laughs> I love him. I watched this, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, even as a young Eric Bana, like, he's so handsome. He's a good looking and dude. And even as he's older, I'm like, you just, he's like one of those people that just gets, like, better with age, so. For sure. Yeah. Um, William Fitchner plays Sanderson. He's also in Drive Angry, Armageddon, and The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, Ewan Bremner, which is different mm-hmm. from Ewan. Yeah. <laughs> he plays Nelson. <laughs> He's also in Train Spotting, <laughs> Wonder Woman, and Pearl Harbor. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam Shepard plays Garrison. He's also in Mud, The Notebook, and Swordfish. Mm-hmm. Kim Coates. I think I said his last name right. Yes. Coates. Yeah. Yeah. He plays Wes, and he's also in Sons of Anarchy, Bad Blood, and Godless. I love him, by the mm-hmm. way. I love him in Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Oh, he's so good. Um, Jason Isaacs plays Steel. He's also in several of the Harry Potter movies as uh, Lucius, Lucius Malfoy. Um, he's also in The Patriot and Fury. Mm-hmm. Other notable people who I put in who are in the film that I didn't put their anything else on there. They're just in it, and you'll recognize them. Yeah. It's Jeremy Piven. Um, Nikolai Koster Waldo. I hope I said his name right. He's Dutch, mm-hmm. so hope I said it right. Uh, Tom Hardy, Orlando Bloom, and Ty Burrell. Cool, cool. Those are some names so. that you'll know now. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what's the weirdest one for me is Ty Burrell because I've been watching Modern Family. <gasps> yeah. Like, and so he plays Phil. So he plays Phil Dunphy, and Phil Dunphy is this total goofball. <laughs> and like in this film, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna mix up these margaritas for you boys because he's uh-huh. a medic." Anyway, yeah. So that one always blows my mind. Yeah. And the baby Orlando Bloom and baby Tom Hardy. Oh my god, <laughs> baby Tom Hardy is the one that does it for baby me. Tom Hardy. I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah, he's grown up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thankfully, right. <laughs> amen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy is one of my, you know, you talk about like Hollywood crushes. Yes. Tom Hardy is one of mine. Yeah. I, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> now to get on to the movie. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so this movie is based off real events that happened. Um, the event that happened is they called the, I believe it was the, it was Mangadish, Mang. I, mean, uh, I can read it in my brain. Magadishu. Uh huh. It's Magadishu. Yeah. There it is. Magadishu. Yeah. It's one of those like you can read it in your head and then you go to say it. Your mouth doesn't work right. Your mouth's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is based on a real event that happened on October 3rd through the 4th in 1993 in Somalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a real event, which means we had real people who did perish. Yes. And um, again, this is part of our military may month uh because we do a memorial weekend at the end of this mm-hmm. month and so we do want to take the time to actually list all the 19 um 19 u.s soldiers who perished during for, during or shortly thereafter um basically because of this battle yes why they're not with us mm-hmm. anymore so i'm really hoping so i'm gonna do the because i've got um the ranking, which is all abbreviated. Okay. And I think I can read them. Otherwise, I'll just use the abbreviation. Because okay. I'm not going to... I'm not as good. No. I know you're not going to know as much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, it's one of those you're like, okay, I think it, all right, here we go. So, the operators of the 1st Special Forces Operational Detachment, these are the Delta guys who passed, mm-hmm. um, Master Sergeant Gary Ivan Gordon at age 33, Special Forces, I think SF, SFC, is I believe the Special Forces, Randy Shugart, and he was 35, mm-hmm. Staff Sergeant Daniel Daryl Bush. He was 25. He was also one of the first Blackhawks to go down. Um, Special Forces Earl Robert Fillmore Jr. And he was 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Master Sergeant Timothy Lynn Martin. And he was 38. Staff Sergeant... uh, No, that's not Staff Sergeant. Special Forces. Sorry. Special Forces Matthew Lauren Ryerson. And he was 33. Mm -hmm. Now, the soldiers of the 3rd Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, are as follows. Mm -hmm. Corporal James Jamie E. Smith at age 21. Um, SPC J... What? Is it just a baby? I know. SPC James M. Cavico, and he was 26. Sergeant James Casey Joyce, age 24. Corporal Richard Alphabet W. Kowalski, Jr., age 20. I'm pretty sure now I know why they call them alphabet. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Dominic M. Pilla, age 21. Sergeant Lorenzo M. Ruiz, age 27. From what I understand in the book, Pilla might have been the first one to perish. Oh, really? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then pilots and crew of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment were... Staff Sergeant William Wild Bill David Cleveland Jr., age 34. Mm-hmm. Staff Sergeant Thomas Tommy J. Field, age 25. CW4 Raymond Ironman Alex Frank, age 45. CW3 Clifton Elvis P. Wolcott, age 36. He was also in the first Black Hawk to go down. Mm-hmm. CW3 Donovan Bull Lee Riley, age 33, and he was also in the first Black Hawk to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, soldiers of the 2nd Battalion, 14th Infantry Regiment, 2nd Brigade, 10th Mountain Division. Sergeant Colonel Lamont Houston Sr., age 31. And PFC James Henry Martin Jr., age 23. Wow. Yeah, so there is one. It is a lot of them. Um, there's one, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, but he died two days later after the event. Oh, um, but of his wounds that he sustained mm-hmm. during the event. So, wow. anyway, so we lost 19 soldiers that day, uh, or within that time period. Right. So, but, anyways, uh, yeah, anyway, I think it's kind of important to uh, remember that these things happen. And yeah, definitely. Like, you know. Yeah. I think what I found interesting is that. This movie was released in 2001. Mm-hmm. The events took place in 93. Mm-hmm. Which means they probably started filming in like, what, 98 would be my guess? 99? I'd imagine, yeah. That's not that long after the actual event. It's kind of like 13 hours. Like, right. They probably started filming only like two years later. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. That is really crazy. Yeah. Um, obviously they did not film in Somalia because Somalia is still... Uh, mess. Right. <laughs> and we're not really welcome there. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was filmed in um, it was filmed in Morocco. 
in uh, Rabat and Sale, mm-hmm. the two cities in Morocco. Um, also, no Somalians were in this film either. Right. Um, because, again, it's not like we don't really have a. I wouldn't call it a relationship <laughs> that we have. Right. <laughs> so. We don't have a good standing. <laughs> uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> Um, so this movie, for those who don't know, so this, what happened is why we were in, um, Somalia in the first place Mm -hmm. in, uh, Mogadishu was, so in Somalia, there was a civil war going on that started to intensify in 1991 Uh and Muhammad Farah Adid was starving his people. And so once he started doing that, the UN stepped in because we're just like, a civil war no one was going to step in they're right. like that's your business to to figure out right but then he started mass famine and using food as a weapon and starving his people so the un stepped in mm-hmm. um adid wasn't interested in working with the un and so would first turn into an aid mission to give food to the people um turned into uh, a mission to establish democracy and restore a secure government mm-hmm. um but the actual mission that the Black Hawk Down depicts was for the U.S. government to capture Adid's top lieutenants who were meeting in the city. So they were trying to get his, some of his top guys because they were still trying to find Adid and ferret him out and everything. Right. Um, so this whole thing was to get some of his top lieutenants out of uh-huh. there. And which I, which they did succeed at. So like the Delta guys came in and got all those guys uh-huh. out of there. It was just like everything else kind of outside of that went to hell. Right. And there's certain things that happen because of that, uh, or that kind of caused that. Um, so the Eversman group, mm-hmm. his chalk group, they call him the chalk group, uh, or chalk team, I should say. Mm-hmm. And it, his chalk team got dropped, I think, um, like, off by a like a, a city block uh-huh. but these are like not normal city blocks right this is right <laughs> off, off. <laughs> so they were not dropped off in the right spot um the one guy did fall now in the book they don't say how he fell it uh blackburn uh-huh. it doesn't say how he fell uh they all they noticed was he was on the ground oh, wow. like not moving right and they were like oh my god is he dead like did he get shot like they were like i don't even know what happened right like, nobody <laughs> nobody knows so part of the yeah, so in the real event, part of the one of the other big problems they had was the dust in the area when the Blackhawks and Little Birds came in. Mm-hmm. There was so much dust and so like it was so thick they couldn't they were flying blind right. basically. So they're flying blind. Eversman's group had the longest quick rope jump at like 70 feet because the pilot had no idea oh like how far gosh. off the ground he was because he couldn't see anything. Right. And then Hoot's team had the shortest, and the only reason why they knew that it was time to do the quick rope is because the rotor blades kind of nicked a house, and uh, they're like, oh, we must be low enough. Right. They were a foot off the ground. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you have I know. 70 feet versus a foot. <laughs> a foot, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of, like, it, and, like the dust is just unbelievable. That's like, it's insane. amazing the dust didn't take down a bird mm-hmm. because it's just it was they were like like i said they were basically flying blind at that point that's crazy um, so it's yeah, crazy because so... um not to get like off track but um, my husband like he takes uh he takes a helicopter out to go oh, to right. yeah to the oil platform and for work mm-hmm. and yeah there's times where he said that you know they can't 
fly when there's fog. And right. um, and there there was one time where they did fly where there was a lot of fog because they got caught up in it. And um, he said that was really scary because, yeah, you don't know how close you are. Like, you don't know where the ground no. is <laughs> or the no. ocean in that sense because he goes <laughs> over the ocean. <laughs> and so I can't imagine being, you know, like, you know, you're you're in a like in a city, you know, or in a town yeah. and you know, there are buildings. You just don't know where they're at. <laughs> well, and like with fog or dust or anything like that, it's very disorienting. There's nothing to yeah. indicate what's in front of what's you, up or down you, or under yeah. you, up or down. Yeah. Like it's very disorienting, which is unfortunately that's kind of what caused Kobe Bryant's helicopter. Right. To go down. That was a factor was weather. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's the kind of thing is like, you can't, judge things like in thick fog and like dust i can't uh, imagine it's different than being on like a commercial flight that flies through fog because they've got all the generally you'll have your flight controllers Mm -hmm. there's a lot more people involved in getting a plane off the ground right but like with helicopters it's a little different and like helicopter planes are want to be up in the air helicopters are constantly trying to like fall out of the air right so your job is to keep a helicopter in, in the, the air, air. <laughs> so, right and not only that so, and then you have all the pressure of trying to make sure you know you got all these guys that you're trying to get down there and i can't yeah that's that's a lot yeah that's a lot of pressure it is <laughs> so for this mission the real mission mm-hmm. in total there were three surveillance birds a spy plane 15 aircraft, which would include wow. the Blackhawks and Little Birds, uh-huh. uh, 12 vehicles, and 160 men. There were Delta operators, SEALs, and Army Rangers. Wow. That's a lot of people. So, I, it is a lot of people. So, that's why, like, in like in the movie, they condense a few people down to, like, one person, because you just... It's too many men. Right. Like, that's too many people. <laughs> um, and so, one of the things they did for the movie is everyone's name is on their helmet, which is not mm-hmm. standard operating procedure. That's They don't do that. The only reason why they did that was so you can tell who's who in the movie. Right. Because everyone looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's one of those, like, military guys were like, you don't do that. But, like, the rest of us go, thank God they did that. So, now I know who's, <laughs> who's who. who. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, which is pretty impressive, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because uh, otherwise they all kind of start blending in. <laughs> they do all blend together. Yeah. They all look alike. They all, they all sound alike. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, it's just like, it, yeah, you know how it is. Yes. Like, there's a few you can pick out. You're like, okay, well, that's Josh Hartnett, or that's so and so. But then, like, there's others. You're like, wait, who? What's going on? Especially with the whole thing with um, uh, the two guys that got left behind. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy's character and the other guy. Yeah. And the guy who goes deaf. Yeah. And uh, so, like, that whole thing, like, they're hard to tell apart sometimes. Like, you know, one is yelling because he can't hear anything. <laughs> the other one is just trying to get him to go. Right. <laughs> um, so some of the radio chatter in the movie was taken from the actual radio transmissions made during the battle. Uh, likewise, some of the... Um, some of the overhead shots mm-hmm. that you see on the cameras that are at the uh, like the JOC right. the joint operations yeah so the JOC that's also actual wow. uh, video as well that's cool. I didn't some know of it that. not all of it so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the black hawk that went down was not done all by CGI is actually achieved by incredibly skilled pilot 
Um, the CGI jumped in when the blades went kablooey. Right. But yeah, he actually like piloted it like it was broken. Oh wow! On its way down. I know. That's crazy. Like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's some skill for sure. <laughs> And uh, 40 of the actors who were playing Rangers went through a two-week-long training course at Fort Benning in Georgia. 15 actors playing Delta Force were sent to Fort Bragg, North Carolina for two weeks. So they were all sent for some training, which is is good. Yeah. I feel like that's important. Well, you you got it. Yeah. I mean, you can't just stick anybody in there and be like, okay, you know pretend like you're 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 a military person who's been doing this forever you know i mean i'm sure two weeks is it like definitely not long enough but two weeks is definitely like it's going to give you a good idea of what's going on and if you're if for two weeks if you're like living and breathing it in two weeks and they teach you how to handle a rifle Mm -hmm. how to run you know, weighing out the gear, you know, right. running with gear on, what it feels like to move with gear. Especially with the There's gear. There's <laughs> a lot that you can learn in two weeks. Yeah. There's a lot you can learn in two weeks. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I know. I wonder if they went through, like, obstacle course stuff, too. I'd imagine. Because, like you said, having to run with gear and all of that stuff, you got to know yeah. how to get in and out of, like, you know small spaces tight spaces how to even utilize it some of it you're like like just utilizing it and then Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's good and then of course (laughs) reloading and all that stuff so right gotta make it look like it's second nature for them (laughs) that's true and you know what and the less they have to think about the stuff they have on them the better they are at the acting department because then they're like not sitting there going like wait what am i supposed to do it's kind of like the 1917 Mm -hmm. how it was like you know all that rehearsal was put in, so that's less things to think exactly. about. It's yeah, yeah. You want it to look natural. You don't want it to look like oh, For it's sure. this actor that's never. I mean, because they've, they've never done it, but still, yeah. Right. You got to make it look natural. There's some actors who have served, mm-hmm. but not as many as there used to be. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Rob Riggle. He's a mm-hmm. U.S. Marine. I don't know if he's reserves. Like, if he's still reserves or if he's retired Marine. But I know Rob Riggle is a Marine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this movie's super... It's really intense. Mm-hmm. It's worth the watch. Um, it, is, it is hard to watch at times. Mm-hmm. There's a lot but going on. When I started watching it, it was kind of... Yeah, I've, I... To be honest, like, I hadn't seen it in a really long time. I saw it when it, you know close to when it first came out and stuff just because mm-hmm. you know i do enjoy watching like these types of films and stuff but yeah like you said they are hard to watch sometimes um and there's just yeah again a lot going on where it's really intense and it's i it's yeah it's kind of crazy it, it is hard to watch so i think what makes these movies harder to watch is these these things happened right these things happen to real people right. um you know, they really went through this. These guys got stuck. They got trapped. They got left behind. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. these things happened. And that's tough because it's like, oh, my God. It's like it all just went awry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a and good... the whole thing. With... Uh-huh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a good point, actually, because I was thinking of this movie and then I was thinking of 1917 and like they're different, but they're the same 
but they're different in mm-hmm. the sense that 1917 is yes it's a real event yes that you know things like that really happened but it's different in the sense that that's more going off of like somebody's um like stories and memories and things like that whereas this one where mm-hmm. it's actual and i'm not like trying to take away from the events of 1917 and everything like that and those that no. you know also like perished during that time as well mm-hmm. but it's like this one specifically is you know you have these people same with 13 hours like you have these people these real people you know and that again i get maybe i'm not saying my words correctly but i'm not trying to take away i, I get what you're saying like these i think part of it is it's a smaller group of people mm-hmm. so it's a smaller like number wise right and then like especially like 13 hours you have the survivors who came out and spoke about it right and exactly so that makes it a little bit more real this is kind of the similar thing. You've got these survivors who came out and spoke about mm-hmm. it. Um, then you have a book and- that goes with it, you know, where where somebody took their mm-hmm. time to go in and talk to them and, you know, or, you know, to try to, to get the, the story and, and stuff. And so it's more, I guess, actual faces to the event. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I think part of it, too, is battle versus war. Mm-hmm. So a single battle can be, you know, feel so much more intense, intimate, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, exactly. maybe you spend a little more time with the people who were there versus a battle where it's like, or a war, I should say, or it's a war and you're mm-hmm. like, well, it's a large group of people, you know, right. versus another large group of people. And like, um, I mean, you have something like, like 1917, it, it's about World War mm-hmm. One, and that was a long, several years, a lot of people both sides you know that's that's one thing right and you've got like 13 hours in this and it's a, small it's a group specific of event a small battle. yeah yeah and a small event versus like and neither one was really a war mm-hmm. exactly 13 hours is not a war mm-hmm. um this is not a war this was uh us trying to help somalia mm-hmm. that didn't happen remember we didn't succeed right um we left after this mm-hmm. and so you know, that's different. And then, you know, next week we're talking about Saving Private Ryan, which, again, we're talking about World War Two. Uh-huh. So we've got war versus, you know, small battle. Right. And, you know, there right. is a difference. And I think the other thing, too, is timeline. Uh, 13 Hours took place in 2012. This took place in 1991. You know, you got 1917, which is 1917. Wait, Black Hawk Down was 2000. Or wait, sorry, 93. The, the event oh, happened in 1993. Sorry, yeah. 1993 yeah. is when the event happened. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, you know, Saving Private Ryan, which happened during World War II. Mm-hmm. And so I think having that span of time right. also changes things, too. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, you know, it, it does feel more intense than, mm-hmm. you know, some other things. And No, definitely. And I think, yeah, just to kind of go back to, like, where you were saying how this is this movie and 13 hours like they're based on events so it's like up close personal you're in that battle Mm -hmm. with them so for me that's how it was in watching this movie where it's like oh my gosh like there's a lot going on it's really intense and it's right there like in your face and they're in this you know this Mm -hmm. battle yeah you know so but it is a really good movie um I think they do a pretty decent job as far as trying to stay as true to the event as you can in a movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Um, you know, and staying true to that, they did actually use, so all the Blackhawks and Little Birds used during the filming came from the 160th Special Forces Aviation Regiment. Oh, wow. Um, and most of the pilots were involved on the, in the actual battle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Army Rangers in the film were actual Rangers. Wow. So I think that kind of adds to the authenticity, too, because I'm sure those who were flying were like, no, nah, man, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? like, like, no. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Uh, but you know, uh, so I think that kind of helps too. And then one of the things I did want to talk about, so they have, I mean, well, do we jump around the movie all the time? But, um, so throughout this movie, I mean, this has just been ongoing battle. Guys have been shot left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, the Somalians managed to take down two Blackhawks. It wasn't just one, it was two Blackhawks. Um, and they did this with RPGs, which, Little, only a couple of weeks prior to this, that was basically unheard of. Wow. Um, RPGs aren't really generally used uh-huh. to fire uh, up in the air because they can explode and actually hurt the person who's firing it. Mm. Like if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. or whatever. So the fact that they were, so they had actually already taken a Black Hawk down a couple of weeks prior to this right. with an RPG. And so. Um, they were able to take one down here, and then guys are trying to get to the crash site because we don't leave soldiers behind. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and then of course the other Black Hawk went down um, as well. But the whole convoy, so the whole thing about them trying to get back to the base was a mess. Yeah, it was, it was. like trying to get out there because they were they were blockaded by these burning area, like these burning tires mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, there was an alarm that was sent out through the city. Because uh, this city was basically run by um, by Adid, uh-huh. and so they they did do all these blockades to kind of force them in certain areas to right. like stop them from going places. And then, of course, there's a huge delay between when they're getting information from the guys at the JOC versus the guys actually on the ground. So this whole frustration, he's like, "We've already passed that. You've got to give me information faster." Right. Like, you know that was also a big frustration. So there's all this going on. They've, they've been struggling to get the UN out there to come help because the UN's got tanks. Mm-hmm. So finally the UN gets out there the next day. Right. And um, they don't have enough room for some of the guys who've been stuck and awake for more than 24 hours. Mm. Who've been stuck in this area. And they are running alongside the tanks. And then the tanks just drive away. Oh my god. Leaving them like completely uncovered. This happens at the end of the movie, uh-huh. and these poor guys are exhausted, in full gear, running, and that really happened. It's called the Mogadishu Mile, right? Um, and they were basically kind of abandoned, even by the UN. They were like, "Sorry, we don't have room," and uh-huh. then like no one decided to like drive alongside them as cover. Uh-huh. And so, anyways, but I just it was one of those things. You're like, man talk about just taking hits you're like oh this is now when we're gonna die we managed to make it through the whole night uh-huh. and now like we're gonna get probably get shot in the back as we're trying to run away right like <laughs> yeah right. survive the night just to probably yeah. you know <laughs> like this is it <laughs> yeah so yeah they really did run all the way back and uh in full that gear full combat crazy. gear everything yeah God, i can't imagine i can't imagine surviving the night just to go through that <laughs> like yeah, like you okay. know it's it, yeah i don't know that's crazy but, yeah and the um ridley scott did have uh cooperation from the department of defense 
which he had this time. He did not have it for G.I. Jane, but he had it for this movie. Interesting. Uh, and they gave the producers a platoon of army rangers, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who did the fast rope scenes. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, I thought I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, Department of Defense was like, yeah, sure. And so, like, <laughs> it was, like, down to the wire before the D- Department of Defense got back to him, apparently. Yeah. Because he was, like, had German helicopters on, like, a back burner that they were going to paint black. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't want to use them because they don't look like Blackhawks. Right. And, like, the whole thing was, like, Black Right. <laughs> you know, we kind of need, kind of need that. <laughs> right. So the Department of Defense came in and were like, yeah, you can use them and that's stuff. Funny. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Right. That's cool. Interesting. Um, so one of the things I found kind of interesting was that there was no effort to cast actors who looked like their counterparts. Huh. Which I was like, oh. like, Because I guess it doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, in the long run. I mean, but, some people think it matters. Right. But sometimes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you do. I think part of it is because they were um, kind of condensing some of the people into a single mm, person. That's true. You know? Yeah, and you can't be like, so. oh, well, it looks like this guy, but he did this job. Just kidding. Right. But, like, personality-wise, I think they tried to stick with that. So, like, the whole thing with Pilla, because mm-hmm. uh, he's the one in the beginning who was doing the imitation of right. the commanding officer. Yeah. Um, so he really did do that. It's in the book. And so he really <laughs> did do that. But, like, he was well-liked by everybody because he was, like, a super funny dude. And so, like, right. even though... He did actually do that and got caught doing it. Like, it wasn't like he got into serious trouble or anything. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, it was one of those. Like, as far as I know, Pillow was the first one to die, to perish. That's um, really sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember in the movie when they were, it was one of the convoys and they had stopped and one guy fell out of the car. Uh-huh. Did you see him like just fall out? Right. <laughs> that that was not supposed to happen. <laughs> Ridley Scott thought it was so funny. He kept <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> I like stuff like that when you find out like later on, like after the whether it, the movie's been out for a while or not. But I like finding out little things like that that weren't supposed to happen or that weren't intended, but they still kept it in there because it's kind of. Mm-hmm. like funny in a way or not funny or it's just like oh, oh for it sure. worked out like like in 19 19- sometimes they become like the best moments or best lines depending right like well it's like the whole thing with um i think it was the avengers or not avengers it was the uh civil war mm-hmm. avengers movie mm-hmm. and that was when tony stark was talking to spider-man right and he goes you're supposed to move over so i can sit down right <laughs> no <laughs> That was a description. He was supposed to move over so he could sit down. <laughs> He's like, no, really. <laughs> like, you could... So they kept it in. because. Well, it's, it's a like very, exactly, I was going to say, it's a very Tony Stark-like <laughs> comment to make. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. You're supposed to move over so I can sit right. down. <laughs> well, and to kind of, you know, to go back to 1917 too, like when, you know, he's running across, it's that big epic scene where they're running across and he, you know, trips over mm-hmm. the guy. and That wasn't supposed to happen, right. but it looked good in a sense because it's right. kind of like it's authentic. Yeah, it's authentic. Like that that seems like something that could happen. You know, so yeah. but that's kind of hilarious about the the guy falling out. 
I mean, funny, but like not funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I like funny things. But yeah, mm-hmm. this whole thing, like this, the Black Hawk Down, I mean, it's, you know, you watch it and it's just like, it's one of those where you're like, oh man, I just, there's so much going on. And it's one of those, you're like, oh no, that went wrong. Oh no. Right. Oh, no. Right. It's like everything <laughs> is just not going the way that it should and or the way that you would hope it would you know where especially in that scene when um they have the convoy and they're they get stuck and they get trapped and they're like you know like we're we're fucked like we can't do anything like they have more injured than Mm -hmm. than you know and even the guy who's on the radio was talking to him was like "I, i like I, we have injured and I'm one of those. <laughs> like, and I can't. Yeah, we got it. We have to go back. Yeah. Like, he's like, I just can't do it. Sorry. Like, we can't do it. We're going to be more of a hindrance than a help. Exactly. Like, which sucks because then at the same time, they're like, they know they're leaving guys behind. Right. But there's nothing they there's can do about yeah, exactly. it. And it's just like, but they're not going to help anybody if they're dead either. Right. Yeah. Uh, and especially so one of the things oh go ahead sorry oh go ahead no oh i was just gonna go say <laughs> i was gonna say well and the guy that was driving you know he got he, he can't see like his driver is mm-hmm. like blind basically <laughs> so yeah and like, he's like just keep your foot on the gas i'll steer yeah. like well, that's fun <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can't imagine anyways so one of the things too that i did want to talk about um it was right in the beginning and they in the movie mm-hmm. and they were talking about how their spy intelligence guy uh-huh. had shot himself in the head playing russian roulette okay. yeah i don't know if you remember that it was like right in the mm-hmm. beginning and it's just like this like small comment so that really happened um so i'm gonna read a quote directly from the book yeah <clears throat> so it says garrison knew from day one that intelligence was going to be a problem the original plan had called for a daring, well-placed lead Somali spy, the head of CIA's local operation, to present a deed an elegant, hand-carved cane soon after task force rangers arrived. Embedded in the head of the cane was a homing beacon. It seemed like a sure thing, until on Garrison's first day in country, Lieutenant Colonel Dave McKnight, his chief of staff, informed him that their head informant had shot himself in the head playing Russian roulette. He's not dead, McKnight told the general, but we're fucked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine? You're like, we got this great plan, this will work really well, and then you're like, oh. Okay, well, I don't even know now. Right. Time for a new plan. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. Right. <laughs> oh my god. And that's kind of like that whole thing of where it's like, like, problem one right there, you know? Like, oh yeah, like... You've got you've got boots on the ground and already you're like okay well now the plan we had is useless exactly and so it's just like okay well now what do what? we do now right <laughs> 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 like uh, cool <laughs> guess it's time to find a new plan <laughs> right. yeah no because like Adid's not gonna let just anybody come up to him and present him with a cane. So, like, that guy you had, like, forget it. Like, now you just have this useless cane, cane that's a homing beacon. Exactly. That's, like, nothing. It's a piece of, it's a piece of trash at this right, point. Right, right. Yeah, because he's not gonna take it. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, he doesn't know who these people are. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, one of the other things I did want to talk about that you see in the movie is the Somalians who dragged out the dead soldier from the mm, Black Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really did happen. 
And it was caught on camera mm -hmm. and later shown to the American public on the news broadcast. Mm -hmm. um, America was pretty friggin' pissed yeah. that they would do that. Um, which, uh, here's my thing. I'm all for freedom of speech and press, mm -hmm. okay? But there's freaking personal morals and choices and having because that's someone's loved exactly. one like that's that's a family member mm -hmm. and they're basically their body in public is being desecrated mm -hmm. and it's just that's i'd be pretty pissed yeah if I oh yeah like, definitely i mean even just watching that like was it was hard i mean it was really rough i can't imagine like and especially like you just said you know that's somebody's loved one like i can't imagine if that was my loved one watching that happen, you know, yeah. like, and you know, and several bodies were taken from uh, by the Somalians. Uh -huh. Um, every single one was recovered. However, every single one was in poor condition because they were um, desecrated, and in fact, one of them was returned with a severed head. Oh my god! It didn't say which one. I didn't decide. I decided not to look up the name on who it was right. because it doesn't matter. Right. It's uh, I. But that, I mean, this is the real thing. This this really happened, guys. Right. Like, this this was a thing. It's a really hard movie to watch. And when you hear about these guys who fought for our country and, mm -hmm. you know, chose to sign up. And then they get their helicopter downed. And then the people who downed them decided to beat up on their passed away body. And, right. you know. Right. Um, and then the only one that was taken prisoner was Michael Duran. Mm -hmm. Um, he was taken prisoner by the Somalians, and he was held captive for 11 days. He was later released to the custody of the International Committee of the Red Cross. Wow. Um, so he did survive it, and he is still alive today. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a book out as well, I believe. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, so. That's terrible. I know. It is terrible. I, I mean, look, I mean, war, and, war is ugly right. and awful. And then when you got this civil war that's been going on for a couple of years run by a man who clearly has no humanity or even cares about humanity mm -hmm. to the point where he's starving his own people to death. Right. And that, but you have these people who follow him mm -hmm. and who fight for him. And not only do they follow him and fight for him, but they, I feel like they just took it to the next level. It was just so beyond right. your legs. Like, all right, you got the helicopter down. Good job. Right. You know, you got a few Americans out of the deal. But to take the bodies and do that, right. that's that's totally different. I think that's just... That's a yeah. whole... That's a different step. That's, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's a step beyond. Yeah. One that doesn't need to happen. <laughs> Don't need to no, do that. No, <laughs> not at all. It's, 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 it's unnecessary for sure, yeah. but... Uh, but yeah, they it actually took negotiations and threats to get the bodies back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It. They were. Uh, but yeah, I don't even. Well, I can't imagine. You're like, look, we just want our soldiers back. Right. That's, that's all we right. Want. You we have want soldiers back. families that just want to bury them at this point. You know. I mean. Right. It's. Well, that and it's just the. Yeah, I mean they're closure you know they need that closure right and for sure yeah it's terrible yeah oh yeah kind of forgot how like 
like in- intense. intense. Yeah. Because like you said, I, I hadn't yeah. seen it in such a long time. And it's not that, you know, it's because I didn't like it or whatever. It's just, I, I don't know. I kind of forgot. It's a really intense yeah. movie. It's hard for one of those where you're like, you're like, oh, it's Friday night. What should we watch? Black Hawk Down. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't... Not that it's not a great movie. Exactly. But it is really intense. There's a lot going on. Right. Um, and it is one of those where it kind of is a slow start. Mm. And then the moment it starts going, it's a full on sprint the whole rest of the movie. Right. And it's just and like, it's it doesn't just, like, stop. It doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, that is, it's hard because, yeah, I mean, it's just. It's... Well, and then you've got the guys who's like the one guy who was starting to fill up his canteen with water, and they're like, "Oh, you're not going to need that." <laughs> so here's the thing on why some of that happened, mm-hmm. on why they're like, "Oh, you're not going to need that. You won't need that. This is just going to be." So this is not the first mission they'd gone out and done. Uh-huh. Um, they had done a few other mis- missions within the city. They had done a few over, a uh, few flyovers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Just like even just not even really recon, but to kind of let the Somalians know they were there. Right. So they would just have Blackhawks kind of fly over here and there. Um, guys, and you know, they'd come down, they'd, they'd fast rope down and either get back in the helicopter and leave, mm-hmm. or sometimes they'd go in the convoy and leave via convoy. So General Garrison was kind of like, just kind of making their presence known mm-hmm. and having them do different things, but he wanted them, wanted the guys there but not have a schedule right so like where the smiles be like oh it's three o'clock the blackhawks are flying over (laughs) um so it was you know he was kind of doing all this stuff and so these guys had gone in and out of the city without really experiencing anything beyond like a few tiny skirmishes that ended very quickly Mm -hmm. um with like no american lives lost that right. kind of thing so that's why it was this very cavalier attitude because to them it was just going to be one of those other missions that we're just going to go like we're going to be home in an hour mm-hmm. and so you know we'll be in time for dinner right and so that was kind of the mindset of these guys um but they were going into you know the center of the city which is like like the hotbed for adid's people mm-hmm. um and like it was very controlled by him that kind of thing right. um so there was a lot that kind of happened against them and um but yeah they did kind of have that cavalier attitude of oh you're not gonna need your kid right like it's like you're not gonna don't worry that. about it like, this is yeah don't worry about it like uh, you'll be back soon <laughs> so, yeah. yeah you're gonna be back soon like you get water when you come home like right. you're just adding weight to your pack and so uh, that's why like one of the guys took out some of his uh kevlar pieces Mm -hmm. or the you know from his vest and things like that he's like oh no i'm just trying to minimize the weight right oh man i know so a lot of things i think like not a lot but i think there's a few things like it was definitely one of those kind of like a learning experience mm-hmm. where like I'm sure things changed through the army like look just prepare for the worst like right <laughs> just assume it's all gonna go to shit, shit. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> well no that's definitely true I mean especially if you're in an area that you know maybe like your presence isn't very welcomed like or if right. you know I mean I don't know, when you're in an area where, you know, one one person really has so much control over these people, you know, where they mm-hmm. will do anything and everything, you know. Um, right. But, yeah, it's really crazy. But, yeah. 
at this point you should just it is kind really of um, expect the worst <laughs> to happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it, but definitely I encourage people to watch this one. Uh, if you haven't seen it ever, watch it. Yeah. If it's been a long time, watch it again. Definitely. <laughs> um, I think, was it Amazon Prime is what it's on right it now? It is on Amazon Prime. And if you do have the stars like package, you can watch it without paying for it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. It was stars. I was like, how did I watch yeah. it? I know it was Amazon Prime, but I, I do have stars. Same. So, because, because Outlander. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, yeah, through stars, they have it. Otherwise, like Amazon always has the digital rentals. Uh-huh. Um, and then if you don't have stars, I think you can get a week of free sign up. Yes. And then you can watch that and Outlander. <laughs> so, um, so, if you need a week, of you know binge watching stuff outlander for sure and then definitely take a a look at this movie too. watch it it is really good movie um it's got you know like we mentioned earlier with the cast and stuff it's got a lot of people in there that you know i i don't know to be honest i kind of forgot about josh hartnett um i know Mm -hmm. back you know early 2000s late 90s he was all the rage of you know I, which I never got. He was never my jam. Same here. I mean, he's good looking, I just, but... I was eh. like, eh, it's alright. It just wasn't my... Thing. He always looked tired. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. To me, he just looks tired. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't know. Maybe it's that sleepy-eyed boyfriend <laughs> thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Anyways, if he I'd was... I'd much rather stare at Eric Bana. <laughs> <Right. Frank. laughs> Same. When I saw him come up on the screen, I was like, oh, that's right. It's like, Eric Bana, right there. I like him. And, I am here for this. <laughs> right? And then, you know, yeah, you do get kind of thrown with the, you know, baby uh, Tom Hardy and, and Orlando Bloom that's in there, too. Oh, my God. They're just baby faces. Yeah, which is, I don't know. And it, it, that's weird. This is quite the, like, A-list cast now. Yeah. Like, at the time, it wasn't. Right. But now it kind of is. Right. And, like, there's a few that have, like ebbed and flow like i mean obviously josh hartnett's the biggest one mm-hmm. but like we all know who ewan, ewan mcgregor right is. well he's still like i don't know i mean I, he's still in demand. yeah he is i love him yeah. he's another one that i love oh god anyways i like <laughs> i like the stuff he's in mm-hmm. i never am sure if i find him attractive or not <laughs> i can understand like, there's that there's times i'm like eh, and then other times I'm like, I mean, I guess I see it. And then like, okay. I, I just never sure. Maybe then... it's just the accent. I think is is a lot of like the appeal. Could be. Um. Well, Maybe. Well, me anyways, it's kind of again, kind of goes back. Well, not again, but um. Uh oh my gosh, love actually when you know Colin oh. <laughs> goes to America and it's just because he has yes. the the accent that I was like oh my the god because I don't find him attractive <laughs> but I can oh, see where but like you see what happens and like the whole thing yeah no, so anyways <laughs> bottle <laughs> <laughs> so anyways so I guess maybe there's that but I don't know I like him as an actor I do really like him uh Ewan McGregor he's really he's one of my favorite actors I will say yeah, I do actually really I, I like Jason Isaacs a lot. Yes. Um he's one of those like all of a sudden you're like, Oh my god, that's who that is. Right. Like he's almost a chameleon kind of. Mm-hmm. But he's so good. He's so good at like intense and like drama and stuff. Right. And I love him as Lucius Malfoy. Oh my god, he's so good. I don't know, um, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you will in September. I know. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so, um 
but you'll see him you're like oh yeah he's really good because right. he's not in all the films but he's in some of them right uh, yeah so and then you know Nikolai Coster Waldo who's was Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones and like we were watching it and so because I was when I watched this movie recently I, my husband and a friend of ours he was over at the uh-huh. house and um, so the three of us were watching it I was like oh man I was like it's freaking Jamie Lannister and my husband goes what and I go yeah there he is he's, he's one of the I Delta totally guys. did <laughs> not catch that that is crazy yeah he's he was in the one the helicopter and they kept requesting to go down right right to help save him they kept getting denied so that also happened um and so all those guys received um medal of honor and purple or uh, no two of them received a medal of honor and one of them and they all I think they all received purple hearts I think wow. um but they did receive a medal of honor there's two of them in that plane who did uh and they were the first to receive a medal of honor uh-huh. posthumously since Vietnam yeah. yeah so they were asked they asked twice were denied twice and then third time they were given permission to go down and um help out and so anyways, Crazy. He, was, he was in that black hawk and yeah so jamie lannister is there oh, funny. but yeah wow. i know interesting <laughs> so yeah i think that kind of wraps this up i mean it's, it's hard to talk about there's a lot there's so much to talk about and it's like we could sit here and talk about all the battles mm-hmm. and wars and everything and i mean it's just you know the battles for the streets and right uh you know, there's sometimes it's it's really hard to watch. Like when the one soldier who got separated and it was was it the young kid mm-hmm. and the dad after him. Uh, yeah. And what ends up happening is the kid ends up shooting his own dad, and it's just one of those you're like, it's so heartbreaking. You're just like, this this country is so war torn uh-huh. that it's like they've got children with you know automatic firearms that they have no business having, right. and then. Um, and in the book, they talk about the Somalians using women and children as shields, mm-hmm. and some of them would willingly work as shields for those who had the firearms. So, you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a mess. Uh, the country is a mess, and um, you know, it it is unfortunate, yeah. and it sucks that these places still exist. And obviously, Somali, we've had issues with them still lately. You know, not lately, mm-hmm. but like still with piracy and other things like that. Right. So. Um, but as of, like, from what I can tell, our presence has pretty much been removed from Somalia mm-hmm. pretty soon after this event. We were just kind of, like, left it to the UN to deal with. Right. Um, so, there you have it. Yeah. Check it out if you can. Think, if you've never seen it, like we yeah. said, um, definitely take, um, watch it. It's good. It is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll learn. It is good. Yeah. You'll learn a lot from it. Um, and then the book is you can download it on Amazon if you got Kindle things like that it was actually really reasonable price I think it was like under five dollars to buy it oh, cool. it was really like for the Kindle yeah, yeah. nice so um, anyway so that's that you can always follow us on Instagram at boy with the coffee already as well as on Facebook with the same name our website is thecaffeinatedbesties.com. You can also send us an email with any suggestions, comments, questions, concerns, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're around. Um, thecaffeinatedbesties at gmail.com. Uh, if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Uh, it's pretty cool. You get early access to episodes and, you know, we'll be putting up more stuff as Patreons kind of come in. We'll be adding a whole bunch of extra stuff for you guys. Definitely. 
And where can people listen to us, Rena? So you can find us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts. And if there are any other podcast places out there that you want us to add, let us know, and we can totally do that. So. For sure. Mm. Let us know. Yep. We like hearing from you. Um, but anyways, go out there, mm-hmm. watch the movie. Just remember, these are, you know, I mean... Real events, real people. <laughs> real events, real people, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, try not to be a total downer. But like... <laughs> it's kind of hard. I mean, you can't really. It is kind of hard not to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to end this on like a super yeah. high happy note. <laughs> um, I guess stay but... tuned for next week's episode as well. <laughs> yeah, next week, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, another <laughs> so, good call. <laughs> right. So, Saving Private Ryan will kind of round out our uh, May military month, and then. Um, Next week, we'll also discuss what we're doing for June, which I am so freaking stoked yes. for. Also, can I, I just say, wait. I so can't we'll believe tell it... you the theme and everything. Yeah. I can't believe it's almost June, too, on top of that. I which know. Which is really weird. We're That's upsetting. We're six months into the year, almost. It's <laughs> upsetting. It is. But it's also your birthday month, so. <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> so Go it's me. Yay. It's also, like, the other half of my family's birthday month, too. <laughs> That's funny. It's, yeah, June and uh, everyone has that in their family. Everyone has that month where it's like, yeah, why the hell was everybody born this month? June is our family month. So ours really, we don't really have a month like a specific month. We're all kind of spread out, it's, so I feel like it's almost like one birthday after another type of thing. Where I'm like, oh, so it never uh, ends. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, we've got the gap. We've got yeah. a nice sweet gap because we've got mine, my older brothers, and my mom's is in June. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, you have Father's Day in June. Right. And then July is my dad's birthday. And then February is my younger brother's birthday. So there's this huge gap <laughs> that we have. Right. So we have, like, birthday, 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 birthday. Oh, and my husband's birthday is in February. So in February. <laughs> That's funny. So, like, lots of- it's all this, like, lots of stuff going on. Fine. But our anniversary is in May. So my husband and I are anniversaries the Yay. end of May. So. Yeah. All right. It is. All right. And with that note, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll catch you all next week for Saving Private Ryan. Bye.